0: Rejection is one of the most painful experiences that a person can go through. Which really sucks, because it's something that without fail, absolutely every human being is going to go through and has gone through, probably many, many times. Rejection can apply to almost anything, but when we're having this conversation about this issue we have with rejection, what this really is about is you being dismissed as inadequate, inappropriate or unwanted. It's essentially somebody saying a no to you in a situation where you need them to say a yes to you, because doing so would mean that they recognize your value. It would mean that you're wanted and that they see you as appropriate. They recognize your value. The first question that you're going to ask yourself when you get rejected is, Why me? Why am I the one? You're also going to slip into thinking like this. Well, if they don't recognize my value, maybe the value isn't there. This type of thinking is perfectly normal. It's perfectly natural. And in fact, it's the reaction that all people have. The only thing that makes it so that pain of rejection doesn't turn into suffering, is what you do about it. And that's what I hope to help you with in this episode. All pain boils down to some form of separation. When someone says no to you or something about you, it is felt as a push away. The deepest need of the physical human is closeness and connection. We're biologically wired to maintain closeness with tribe. Our survival depends on it. And so we are wired to feel actual physical pain when we are at risk of ostracization. So it would stand to reason that the deepest pain is to be pushed away by someone. It usually causes us to go into fight or flight mode, doubt our own value, fear that we may never get our needs met, and to feel really, really, really lonely. This is compounded by the fact that when our self-esteem dips in order to avoid the pain of more rejection and feelings of inadequacy, we tend to isolate ourselves. You're not going to be able to get rid of your need for social acceptance and social closeness. This is as ridiculous as expecting a fish to suddenly not need a school of fish. What you can do is to recognize this need and to address it directly. For this reason, if you're struggling with rejection or the fear of rejection, you would benefit immensely by reading my book, The Anatomy of Loneliness, How to Find Your Way Back to Connection. Instead of spending a lot of time helping you understand rejection and why you've got such an issue with it, because it's completely natural and normal, I'm going to instead dive straight into giving you strategies for how to deal with the pain of it and how to change your perspective about it. One, Rejection is not validation. Believe it or not, most people who have issues with rejection take each rejection as a validation of something that is true. Just because somebody rejects something about you does not mean that thing is actually bad or wrong. Or actually will be unwanted by everyone. I'll give you an example. I want you to imagine that you grew up in a society that taught that blonde hair was like a curse by the devil. Obviously, people are not going to accept you in that type of a society for being blonde. But those of us who live in this society know that that's ridiculous. It's completely stupid. I mean, there's nothing about being blonde that is innately bad or wrong. It's just somebody's perspective. So you really need to see that there's a difference between I'm being rejected because it's the truth that this is unwanted and bad and wrong. And I'm being rejected because somebody's perspective is that they don't want it and that they think it's bad or wrong. Rejection is not validation. 2. Face your emotions about the rejection. You're gonna get nowhere. I mean literally nowhere with ideas like just stop caring what other people think. It's not gonna happen for you. And there's a lot of problems with doing that to begin with, which I'm not gonna get into in this video. (laughs) You're not gonna get anywhere by telling yourself it's no big deal. It is! All forms of rejection are immediately painful to a physical human. What makes the difference in recovery is how that person deals with that pain or doesn't deal with that pain. If you suppress, deny, ignore or bulldoze emotions, they're only going to amplify the problem. So admit to how you feel. Having feelings does not make you weak, quite the opposite. If you need help with this, you can watch my videos titled How to Feel and How to Express Your Emotion. And when you find these emotions, Treat yourself with compassion. 3. Now this is following right in suit with the last point. Treating yourself with compassion. When we've been rejected, what we deeply, deeply need is to be in a space of self-acceptance, self-love and self-compassion. And yet we don't. In fact, when we get rejected, we do the exact opposite. We slip into a pattern of internal triangulation. We try to establish closeness or rapport with whoever has rejected us by also turning against that part of ourselves. We start to beat ourselves up, we start to devalue ourselves, we start to make ourselves feel like crap, in the idea that if we do that hard enough, we're gonna change somehow in order to be loved by them. If you want to understand more about this, you can watch my video titled Self-Hate the Most Dangerous Coping Mechanism. This only backfires in the end because we're essentially kicking ourselves when we're already down. We become furious because we feel powerless to beat ourselves into becoming whatever we believe would make us lovable. The fear we feel because of this powerlessness converts itself into aggression and rage. We, in essence, begin to reject ourselves in response to rejection. We need to practice the opposite. Self-valuing, self-acceptance, self-love and compassion towards ourselves. For more information about this, watch my video titled Compassion and How to Cultivate Compassion. You will also immensely benefit by doing parts work if you're slipping into this dynamic. Because there is a part of you that is doing the rejecting internally and a part that is being rejected within you. You can talk with these two parts to find a way to... Let's call it, resolve the conflict between the two in this particular circumstance. To learn how to do this, watch my video titled Parts Work, What is Parts Work and how to do it. 4. So many people are suffering from terribly low self-esteem. Of course, this low self-esteem originates, you guessed it, from childhood and it's compounded in our experiences in our adult life. It essentially develops when we don't feel as if we are valued by our family, by our peers, by the people in our childhood environment. When we value something, we regard it as having worth because we see it as useful, beneficial and important. This right here, by the way, is where you can completely change your identification with the concept of value. And you can change it in this way. Value is entirely dependent upon needs. Worth is an abstract concept. You cannot objectively determine the value of something. Worth has no basis in reality, because it's entirely subjective. And it's a guarantee that you or the things about you will be seen as valuable to someone and completely valueless to someone else. If value were entirely based on needs, the most important question to ask yourself is, who needs me? The second most important is, what do I need about me? To understand this concept in depth, watch my video titled, The Value Realization. 5. When we struggle with rejection in our adult life, it is an absolute guarantee that we have unhealed childhood wounding around rejection. You can think of fixing this childhood wounding about rejection as repairing a crack in the foundation of the house of your life. For this reason, it would really benefit you to learn the completion process and to start practicing that process on yourself. If you're interested in this, I have a book that I wrote all the details about this process in that is quite literally titled The Completion Process. You can also visit www.completionprocess.com and select a practitioner to take you through the process. 6. People who really suffer from rejection tend to have fixed mindsets. What I mean by this is that they actually believe the change is not possible. They don't actually believe in the potential for growth or for improvement even. Another way of saying this is that people who suffer from rejection to a really extreme degree, tend to be the very people who feel extreme amounts of futility and powerlessness relative to their capacity to change anything for the better in their life. This is why rejection makes them feel hopeless about the future. Anytime they get rejected, they don't feel like they can change anything about why they're rejected. And they start to read into what that means for their future. So you can understand this concept, I'm going to give you an example. Let's start with a guy who has a fixed mindset. This is somebody who feels really powerless relative to creating any kind of change. He sort of sees things as like fixed and absolutes and therefore, let's call it a bit of a death sentence. (laughs) Alright, so let's pretend that this guy is not particularly intimate he regards things as fixed. So he doesn't think he can really change anything about becoming more intimate. And he's also telling himself a story based on what he's experiencing with this woman, who's rejecting him for the fact that he's not intimate, that no woman is going to be okay with him because of the fact that he's not intimate enough. Obviously, do you see the hopelessness about the future? If nothing about that can change. And also, there's this globalization of powerlessness about the fact that no woman will ever want him because of the way he is. It's important to change to a growth mindset. A mindset that does not see things as set in stone, most especially the self. Our personalities and behaviors are in essence adaptations to our environment. This means authenticity and integration and healing will absolutely change your personality and behaviors. Life is flexible and you are flexible. Face and seek to understand and change your perspectives regarding your own perceptions of powerlessness and your perceptions that things are fixed and unchangeable and therefore inevitable. 7. So much about the fear of rejection is because we do not have close enough and intimate enough relationships with other people. I know that at face value this isn't going to make sense with you so bear with me. How many of us honestly, when we experience a rejection, take time to try to figure out why? And part of that process is asking why. We don't ask enough questions. We don't see into people, feel into people, listen to people, try to understand them and ask them things, so as to really ascertain the true meaning that exists in a given circumstance. This wickedly prevents us from growth. Instead what we do is we stick with our own needs. We stick with our own self, we stick with our own story. We tell ourselves all kinds of stories about why we're being rejected. And by the way, most of the time, we're not accurate at all. For more understanding about this, I want you to watch my video titled Meaning, the self-destruct button. Essentially, most of us are not brave enough to find out the real reason why. Obviously, finding out the real reason why would change things for us, wouldn't it? We need to be brave enough to initiate putting energy forth towards learning from the rejection. Spending the time and energy in order to totally understand the real reason behind why we are being rejected by them can do one of two things. One, it can make us self-aware. This puts us in a place of choice. We often don't understand how we are being perceived by others. Look, we all have this friend, or this person in our life, where we know exactly what they are doing or not doing that's making it so we're not inviting them to that party. Yet, we're too afraid to tell this person to their face. Now, I want you to think about this. If you were that person, would you want to know? Would you want to know that reason that all the people in your life don't want you there? My answer is yes. What's your answer? By knowing that answer, you can decide whether it's right to change it or to commit to it further. 2. Often this process of really putting in the effort to really find out in a very open way, not a defensive way, why? Why are we being rejected in the circumstance? Often leads us to understanding that it has absolutely nothing to do with us and so much to do about them. If you have any doubt about this, I want you to remember that there are really valuable things that are being rejected every day because people can't afford them. It also has the capacity to bring to the forefront the reality that incompatibility is what is happening in a circumstance. Incompatibility can happen in any situation. I mean romantic, business wise, family wise, I mean literally any type of a setting. And the thing to understand about incompatibility is it has nothing nothing to do with your self-worth. I mean literally nothing. This person's right for what they want and what their truth is, this person's right for what they want and their truth is, it's just putting the two together, creates catastrophe. That doesn't need to mean anything about you being bad or wrong, or unwanted or having no value. To understand this concept in depth, watch my video titled Incompatibility, A Harsh Reality in Relationships. Be brave enough to stop telling yourself stories about why you've been rejected. And be brave enough to really ask people why. Roll out the red carpet and try to make it as safe as you possibly can and tell them, I want the brutal honest truth. Like, what would you say behind my back? 8. Something that people who aren't suffering because of rejection know, that people who are suffering from rejection don't seem to know, is that out of rejection can come your strongest sense of direction. I often talk about emotions serving as a kind of compass that can roughly point you through life. We all know there are some shadows there. But let's just consider this for a moment. Rejection can be a compass as well. This is even more the case when you're brave enough to discover the real reasons why. For example, I know a man who discovered that the real reason that he was being rejected by women in his life pretty much immediately after he got into relationships with them, was that they all perceived him to be totally unavailable. After knowing this, he got to sit down with himself and look at that truth. What he admitted to himself is that actually his real priority is not relationships. His real priority is his work. Relationships are a, when I'm not working, I like to have a relationship. So instead of doing what another man might do, which is, you know what, I'm gonna prioritize my relationships and work on how to develop intimacy. This man decided the opposite. What's right for me actually, is to have casual relationships with women. Women who are super, super busy themselves, who just want to get together, have sex, go to dinner. That's what's right for me. And as a result of going in that direction, he lives a much happier life today. And because there's not the incompatibility of trying to be with a woman who really needs him, he's not hurting everyone around him as well. To use myself as another example, In the beginning of my career, I was rejected by all kinds of people who hold spiritual seminars. (laughs) When I really got honest with these people about why they didn't want to have me showing up at these events, the answer was pretty much unanimous. It's that, Teal, when you give talks, people aren't leaving the room feeling amazing. And you have to get from our perspective, people aren't gonna come back next year unless they feel amazing after your talk. Now, one person might hear that feedback and go, crap, I really, I should definitely be designing my speeches so that they're more feel good and more inspiring for people. But, this is what I'm saying about personal direction. When I really sat with that, I really thought about whether that was in alignment with my own authenticity and my own unique talents, and it's not. I realized that my gifting is to tell people the honest truth regardless of whether or not it feels like crap. So actually, what I decided was right for me is not to partner up with these seminars where that's their need for their speakers. It's to do my own events where the people sitting in my audience are completely dedicated to reality and knowing the truth, even if it hurts. It was the best decision I ever made. The point is, rejection can give you your strongest sense of direction if you let it. You can turn rejection into something that dramatically benefits your life. 9. Reach out to people or to groups that you feel affinity with, where you do feel valued, where you do feel like you're wanted and needed. Really initiate learning how to develop deep meaningful friendships with people. When we're afraid of rejection or experience the pain of rejection, we compound our own ostracization by isolating ourselves and by adopting behaviors that guarantee further ostracization. When we really need to do the opposite. When we experience this pain of rejection, we become emotionally, and even physically, inflamed. Now, because of that inflammation, we actually need to seek out relationships that are soothing to the parts of us that are damaged by rejection. We actually experience deep levels of soothing when we're around these people, or seeking out these people who we actually feel might value us. Also, if you've experienced a rejection, what it's destabilizing is your sense of belonging if you deliberately initiate seeking out the people in your life who actually might value you, you're gonna re-stabilize the sensation of belonging. Obviously, if we've been rejected, our need for belonging is threatened. You need this need to be met. For this reason, you would benefit by watching my videos titled Belonging and How to Belong, as well as Instant Belonging. Pain is pretty cunning. It tries to convince you that you're the only one that's in it. That you're the one that's being rejected when everyone else is being accepted and valued and loved. This just quite literally is not the case. Absolutely everyone is being rejected. And in fact, the most lovable characters throughout history, think Jesus, think Martin Luther King, think Nelson Mandela, were rejected to the degree that they were jailed if not killed. So, (laughs) So rejection is not an indication about your personal worth or your lovability. Everyone feels pain when they are rejected. Everyone. What determines whether that pain turns into suffering is simply how somebody deals with the pain. It depends on whether a person uses it to find deeper awareness, personal truth and direction. And I want you to consider this. I mean deeply consider it. That when you feel as if you're being rejected and therefore prevented from having something good, this may just be the universe's way of directing you straight towards something better.